Greetings, Quester. The Meddlesome Meeples present Tome Talk with Matt and Richard. Welcome to Tome Talk, and today Matt is going to tell us about this book called Under the Eagle by Simon Scallow. Yeah, now this is a book that is probably one of our more recent uh, books, if not mm-hmm. the most recent so far. Right. Uh, this is a release from 2000. So right, okay. fairly modern compared to some of the, the sci-fi classics that we, and yeah. horror books that we've discussed in the past. I was trying to think if we've done any that are more recent, but no. Most of the fantasy books that I've talked about predate this book as well. So mm. this is definitely one of our more recent books. Uh, but yeah, it's by Simon Scarrow. Now, Simon Scarrow was a, a history teacher mm-hmm. before he retired to become a full-time writer. He's very uh, well known in the history community. He's fairly, respect- fairly well respected as a historian himself mm-hmm. um, and he specializes in Roman history mm-hmm. so he has done other books so he's, he's, he's got a book out about like 16th century um, he's got a book he's got several books about Wellington and Napoleon out but these books uh, is part of a series mm-hmm. and it deals with Roman Britain so primarily this, yeah Roman is that Britain. the first one of the series? this is the first one of the series mm-hmm. under the uh, under the eagle and that Hence the uh, the series itself is referred to collectively as Eagles of the Empire, right. and it's up to sixteen books so far. Okay. Well, does it <laughs> does it refer to the standard bearer thing? Yeah, it's the uh, under the eagles, and you're marching under the right. eagle. The standard uh, bearer would so. carry that signified Imperial Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this really revolves around two characters. One is a, a guy called Quintus Licinius Cato, Good and name. the other one Macro. Okay, <laughs> with right. a C, not a K. If right, the, yeah, yeah. Chain. Not quite. Oh, right, okay. yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and these characters are two very polar opposite characters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've got Cato, who's very calm, very cool-headed, very intelligent, well-educated man. He was mm-hmm. taught at the um, palace in Rome. So, as you can imagine, the top sort of scholars of ancient Rome were amongst his tutors. Um, he's a very brave man, mm-hmm. a very determined man. He's a very huma- humane guy. He wants to help people. Yeah. But his, does, his main flaws are that he can tend to overthink a situation mm-hmm. um, sometimes. And he can be quite insecure about how others perceive him. Right. Partly mm. that's because of his, his uh, origin, which we'll, we'll come to in a moment. The other character, uh, Macro. Now, I kind of like Macro because he's... Uh, physically, he's kind of built like me, <laughs> in the sense that he's like he's, he's a shortish guy, five six. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm five seven. <clears throat> we'll uh, be generous. No, no, no one can tell on the camera. I'm I'm six foot tall, Richard. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. We keep having to make the camera go further. Away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's uh, he's quite stocky. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, he weighs pretty much my exact weight, except with him, it's all muscle, and with me, it's mostly not muscle. Right. Okay. Um, it's brain. <laughs> <laughs> but he's macro is uh, very different to Cato in that he's like a professional, no nonsense soldier that's been part of the legions for many years. Right. He, so more it's the education level that's different. So yeah, yeah, and he's um, actually I'd say they're both from quite a common background. Mm. But again, I'll come to that more in a minute. Whereas where Cato can sometimes overthink things. Mm-hmm. 
he macro is very decisive. He doesn't tend to spend long thinking about things at all. He just oh, not he just picks something <laughs> and just sort of like charges forward. Yeah. Um, but he's a very brave man. He's very loyal to his friends. Incredibly loyal to Rome and the Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he can be a bit impulsive at times because mm-hmm. of his decisiveness. And he likes he likes to drink. He likes to brawl. So you mm-hmm. quite often you'll he'll be out in the taverns in the evening getting into fights with people. And all right, okay. So do they like Britain? Like being there? Because um, I, imag- I always imagine Romans didn't. Most Romans don't like Britain from <laughs> no. what we can gather. But then if you can imagine living in this climate, if you're used to, for example, Rome. Yeah, although thought... many of the legions were made up from people from all over the empire. So yeah, yeah, it would be quite yeah. different. But um, go looking at this, this starts off in AD 42. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cato is assigned to the second legion on, and is acting under as the optio which is like the second in command of a, a of a century right macro is the centurion okay okay yeah. and this is where the initial sort of conflict with cato and the rest of the unit come from because what, favoritism basically yeah because mm-hmm. um this is his first assignment he's never been in the army before mm-hmm. um Cato's history is that his father was a slave mm-hmm. in the imperial palace. He was then freed, mm-hmm. and likewise, Cato himself then became a free man right. as a consequence of that. Um, but because of those imperial connections, he got placed right into a second, second in command post. Yeah, right. over men who had been fighting for years and were a lot older than he was. Yeah, and so that naturally caused a certain amount of resentment and conflict. So Cato comes into this position expecting to almost kind of like be welcomed by this unit right. and finds out they're actually quite hostile yeah. and he's got to find a way to win them over. Mm. Um, and it starts off with them in Germany and he's got to prove himself and then the the units, uh, the legion gets attacked by Germanic tribes, etc. But the, uh, over the course of the story, and I'm not talking about this individual book, but over the various books in the series mm. we see them go to Britain take part in the conquest of Britain under uh, Vespasian mm-hmm. Vespasian was the commander of the second legion and yeah. he as we know became uh, one of the Roman emperors he ruled for 10 years didn't yeah. he From, was yeah. it AD 69 to 79 I believe mm. it was the, the last of the year of the four emperors wasn't he I remember he's one of the very quick succession emperors. Yeah, there was four emperors that act, that uh, took power in quick succession within like the space of a year, mm. um, and he was the last one, and he actually ruled for ten years. Yeah, but he was tactically he was a very good mind. Mm-hmm. He was still very politically savvy as well, um, but he is one of the characters that you see in this because they're acting yeah. under his command. Right. So this actually take part in the conquest of Britain. Of Britain, yeah. yeah. And the first, the first few books in the series focus on that. I mean, it doesn't go straight into that in um, under the eagle no. because it starts off with them in with them in Germany, but then they're going over to Britain to uh, take part in that conquest. But several of the first books, I think the first four or five books in the series, mm-hmm. deal with the conquest of Britain and you know certain issues with the tribes, and they're very good books. Mm-hmm. And then they come back to Britain after a quite a period of time because right. there's um, during their um, their assignments they get posted to different legions to deal with different issues so they end up not just at Britain but you see them travelling out to Syria uh, Palmyra, Parthia Crete, mm-hmm. Egypt, Spain there's a couple of books set in Rome itself and one of the interesting things about the series is it draws on both of these two characters backgrounds so you've got 
very much the military side of things with Macro. Mm-hmm. And Cato, because of his uh, background, he's tied in with some of the imperial intrigue and the politics. Right, so okay. yeah. he ha- he's kind of like fighting in two different arenas almost. Mm. Um, and some of these, so for example, one of the books in the series, Praetorian, is set completely in Rome when these two are brought back because um, they think that the, a plot has come up amongst the Praetorian yeah. guard to kill the emperor. Right. So they bring in... Cato and Macro and to, they're like, oh, to another adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to sort of try and uncover this plot. So mm. that's all about the intrigue. And what's interesting as well is that we see Cato grow from being the Optio, the second in command, mm. over the course of the, the, the series to being a prefect. And he's actually acting as uh, Macro's commander. Mm. But it's a fantastic uh, journey that we see with these two as they go through their own growth and also. Yeah their friendship as they come together they have a really great friendship and it's really great reading about their loyalty to each other as well as to the yeah, men under their good. command so uh, you say it's 16 books is that still kind of ongoing it's still ongoing mm. it's still right. ongoing um and as i say they've, they've now they've sort of circled back round to britain again okay in the, yeah <laughs> in the course of course of all this getting towards first <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, in that interim period, they're fighting uh, this books where they have to fight pirates and <laughs> stop uh, pirates from you know threatening Rome. There's books where they have to go and defeat you know like slave rebellions led mm. by gladiators. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, I do that yeah, <laughs> but it is a really fantastic book. Now there are I, I love historical fiction, and there's several writers that I particularly love in that genre. Bernard Cornwall is one I've spoken about before. On, it sounds similar to that. Well, I was going to say, if you like Bernard Cornwall, you absolutely must check out Simon Scarrow. Mm-hmm. If you like Conigordon, because Conigordon is another one of my favourites, and he again wrote about Rome. Although my favourite series that Conigordon wrote was about the Mongolians and the rise mm. of Genghis Khan. Right, yeah. And they've both got quite different uh, ways of approaching, for example, the battles. So, for example, with uh, Bernard Cornwall, he he can write about like large-scale encounters... It and he can do it well, but it tends to be about one. Yeah, he tends to like bring it down to like the hero's point of view or one of the other main characters, and it's sort mm. of a, like a really close in one on one sort of thing. Yeah. Conigordon tends to take it very much out to the entire mass of the battle yeah. and dis- describing huge encounters. Um, Simon Scarrow can do both of those, and he can do both of them very well. Mm. So sometimes it'll be like a it'll it'll start off with like descriptions of the two sides clashing yeah. and then you've got like a it'll come in to t- talk about what's happening with macro yeah. um and you know he does manages to do both of those sort of feel you know large field of view type and one-on-one encounters very very yeah. well sounds a bit like you're playing medieval total war and you keep, yeah keep zooming in and out yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like that it is like that and as i say there's it's not just about the military campaigns because there's a lot of the intrigue even from mm. from book one people are starting to sort of draw Cato in because he kind of people know that he's come from the palace but they don't really know much about him right, so they yeah. don't really know who he <laughs> you know how he got to where he is why he's there and there's he, they kind of know he's connected to some of the very important people in the palace yeah um, so they, they're kind of a little bit wary but also kind of want to use him maybe yeah he can keep dropping yeah. hints <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, how's the mistress <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it it's um, it really does do a good job of combining some of those political 
intrigue elements with the military campaigns. Hmm. And one of the things I love about historical fiction is that I love the history as yeah. well as I love the fiction. And so I look for authors who have got a really good grounding and understanding of those times. Yeah. Not just able to describe, to... you know, not just able to describe the events themselves, yeah. but an understanding of why certain things happen in history, why people maybe did things a certain way, how mm. certain cultures might have thought and reacted. And when you can then take like a fictional character like Macro and Cato and put them into those real events with people like Vespasian, mm. that means that you can also learn a lot about the history mm. of well, the events as well as just a, a, a nice story set in those. But events. it makes the history easier to remember, doesn't it? Because it does. then like when you are reading something just about the history and that it mentions Vespasian, you can just think about scenes in the book mm. and you think and you don't need to like memorize things about his life because you think oh you already read it in a novel and yeah. uh, when you find out certain things really did happen then um yeah it's like well there's a load of history you already know <laughs> so simon scarrow is without doubt one of to me one of the masters of historical fiction um one of my absolute personal favourites and I absolutely love this series. So that's the Eagle series you say? The, the series is Eagles of the Empire. Eagles of the Empire. The book right. itself is the, Under the Eagle. So if you wanted to start reading the uh, Eagles of the Empire then that is the book to start with. Yeah. And, and try and get through the 16 before you write another one. And it is the best uh, sort of Roman historical fiction that I've read and I've read quite a lot of... of I might of, hold you to that. If you say something, <laughs> if another time you claim something's the best Roman historical fiction, then well, it's, we'll it's fairly niche, isn't it? It's... Yeah, well, you think so. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of historic, you know, historical fiction books about ancient Rome and mm. the legions. But this, by far, because it's not just, it's really exciting as you're reading through the events. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really exciting to read, the, you know, the, the the style of the writing. It's fast-paced. Yeah. Um, and also, it's great to have characters that are very imperfect. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what makes an interesting story, isn't it? Yeah, mm. so really relatable characters in that sense. So definitely check out that. That's Under the Eagle by Simon Scarrow. Farewell, Questa. To find out about other productions by the Middlesome Meeples, then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at middlesomemeeples.com. Until next time, Quester, farewell, and keep thine axe sharp.